Welcome to Precepts from the Word, and this is Conrad DeFries. Um, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into today's Bible teaching. Heavenly Father, we just count it beyond a privilege to call you Father. We're your children. Uh, you're so mindful of every one of us. Uh, the hairs of our head are numbered. You know every need. Uh, and we just yield ourselves and pray for the Holy Spirit to flow through the Word of God this evening and through all of our hearts and minds to open the Word of God for the very things that you wrote it originally and intended it for. And we give all the praise and the glory and the honor to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this evening, if we're giving our the teaching a title, we're going to entitle it, Be a Doer of the Word. And many times we are uh, very, with good intentions and, and sincere hearts, we're asking God to do this and asking God to do that, and we certainly want to continue to do that. Um, but we want to see from the Word of God that there's a Godward side and there's a manward side. In other words, there's God's side and our side. He will do certain things, but then sometimes we're supposed to do certain things. And we just, we're just going to look at the Word of God today and just see some of the things that he has said to enlighten us and encourage us. Because with when it comes to laws, like the law of gravity or the law of, of uh, the speed of light, or sound, or law of electricity, anything. Those, those are laws that are in place. Um, and what we want to do is learn how to work with those laws. And, you know, you know uh, electricity can destroy you, but it can also heat your house and cook your food. And it, it's just a wonderful blessing. And so it is with all the different natural laws. Um, and so it is with spiritual laws. Um, the Word of God is just filled with spiritual laws. These are things that God has put into place. So, you know, we say, well, why why did he have to, you know, go into the grave for three days and nights? Well, God knew what it took. And just like he knows, you know, it takes 186,000 miles per second for light or 1,100 feet per second for sound or whatever that natural law is, God knows what the spiritual laws are. So as we learn the Word of God and continue to, to practice it and be a doer of that Word, it puts those spiritual laws into effect. Just like the law of thrust and lift for airplanes has been there probably for millions or billions of years, but they only learned 100 years or so ago how to put that law into effect so that it could supersede the law of gravity as long as it was properly enacted. And it's like the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know, people will die and go to hell for their sin, but if they will enact the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it will supersede the law of sin and death and give them eternal life, and give them abundant life, even in this life. So it's a matter of getting a hold of God's Word and putting it into action, just like they learned the law of thrust and lift. And it's hard to imagine how a 747 airplane can take off with 400 people on it. As huge as it is, 
go down the runway and get up in the sky and be seven miles high, it looks like it's defying the law of gravity. Law of gravity is still there, but they learned a higher law that as long as you put it into place, uh, then it will supersede the law of gravity to get something done that you want to get accomplished, to go somewhere. So it is in the Word of God. It's like getting forgiveness of sin, 1 John 1, 9. If you know, if we're talking about Christians there, not, not sinners, but just Christians. You know, if we sin, if we confess our sin, uh, then he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, it's a matter of putting the Word of God into effect. Um, and... Um, and going through the book of Hebrews, you'll find that every born-again person is a priest unto God. In the Old Testament, they had to have the certain tribe or the priestly tribe would offer the sacrifices, and the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and once a year. But now we don't have to go through that avenue as priest of God even if we make a mistake or or we, we would say sin or, or miss the mark, um, we, can, we can be sorry for that sin. We can get forgiveness. We as priests can go to God and ask according to his word and receive forgiveness for that, for that sin. And so in the book of um, Joshua, chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou, that we could say you, that thou mayest observe to do. There's that word to do. I want to just emphasize that a little bit. To do, he's talking about us, to do according to what? According to all that is written therein. Then it doesn't say God will, but it says thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. And really, to be truthful and scriptural about it, God has done all he's going to do about the devil until he puts him in the bottomless pit. He has, Jesus has come, died on the cross, went into hell three days and nights, rose from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. The victory's been won. Every person that will ever be saved, healed, delivered, set free, everything, that price has already past tense been paid. And it's up to us um, to get a hold of the Word of God. I mean, if, if we're talking to someone that's lost, never been born again, we can talk to them about the, the Word of God and about the Lord Jesus Christ and God loves them. And if we will give them the word of God, the spiritual laws, then and they will receive it by faith and act spiritually upon it, then they will be born again and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter if it's 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning, on a Wednesday or a Sunday morning. or It's just a matter of when they decide to learn and get a hold of the spiritual word, the laws of God, uh, and put them into effect, um, then they go into effect. Um, uh, sometimes when you first start thinking about this, you think, well, it's, um, 
you know, we're talking about spiritual things. Now, natural things we understand. We understand gravity, laws of electricity. We understand all those kinds of things. What you sow, you reap. You put a grain of corn in the ground, and you reap a stalk of corn with three ears on it. You know, we know all these natural laws, um, but we want to get accustomed to spiritual laws because God works with spiritual laws. Um, If people are lost, uh, it will be because they have rejected the plan that God has has laid out. Um, Love covereth a multitude of sin. Love, uh, enacting in love, walking in love, um, is putting a spiritual law into effect. Um, The Bible talks about the law of faith, the law of righteousness, the law of the spirit of life. Um, uh, The Word of God is just filled with the Word of God on these things. Um, in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24, beginning there, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth uh, these sayings um, of mine and doeth them, uh, now there's that word do again, and we're, we're going to zero in on that today, <laughs> heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, uh, which built his house upon a rock. And, of course, it goes on to say that the rains came and the floods and the winds blew, but the house stood firm. Of course, on down in there in verse 26 and 27, a person that hears the word of God but is not a doer of that word is likened to a person that builds her house upon the sand. And, of course, when the floods and the rains and the winds blow, then great is the fall of that house. Now, some people have taught this to be that the rock is Christ Jesus, and he certainly is the rock. But in this case, uh, uh, a lot of people, this is not what the rock means in this verse here. The, uh, the rock here is talking about being a doer of the word of God. We know many Christians that love the Lord, but when storms come and winds blow, and trials and tests come, it blows them over and sometimes may totally defeat them in this life. But he gives us an avenue here, the Word of God, if not only be a hearer, but be a doer of the Word. Then that person is likened unto a wise person that builds their house upon a rock. So that when the rains come, the floods rise, the winds blow, then that house stands firm and is not destroyed in the storm. The storms of life come to everybody. The storms of life, everyone is going to deal with them. They're going to come their way. If you haven't had a storm, uh, don't be surprised. While you're still in this life, you will have a storm one of these days. (laughs) But praise God, God has given us a route to come through the storm. And when we talk, we're going to talk a little more here about being a doer, what that really means. A lot of Christians are saying, well, I go to church, and I pay my tithes, and I, um, I give to certain things, uh, you know, I help paint a classroom, I'm working in the kitchen at the church, I'm doing, you know, I'm just doing all these things for God. And those things are very good, and certainly keep doing all those things. But we're going to see some here in this Bible teaching what it means to be a doer of the Word, to actually 
do what the Word says to do, and when we do, then God will go to work to bring his word to pass in our lives. At the marriage of Cana, in John chapter 2 and verse 5, they had run out of, they had ran out of wine, and they said, well, what are we going to do? You know, we, the, all the big, the big pots are empty. And so Jesus' mother said to them, uh, his mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You say, well, Jesus, you know, he's the Son of God. He could have just, just, just performed, put wine in those pots without having to do anything. But you know, even God can't do anything unless there's faith, and faith is an act. Faith has to have some kind of action to activate the power that is in the Word of God. The Word of God's incorruptible seed, it has the power of God in it, Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is quick, it's alive. The Amplified Bible says it is full of power. The Word of God is full of power. Literally, truthfully, the power of God is everywhere present all the time. You may not be feeling it, you may not see it in action, but it's there, and it's a matter of accessing that power. It's like a radio receiver or television receiver. The waves are in the air, um, a cell phone, whatever. The waves are in the air. If you have the right receiver, it's there all the time. That, that is there. The power of God is everywhere present all the time, so Jesus' mother said, whatever he says to you to do, do it. And, of course, when they did it and filled it up with water and brought it back, and then the water was turned into wine. So it, um, we see that it takes some type of action. Moses had to stretch the rod before the waters rolled back. The Lord said to, to him, he said, Why criest thou to me? There in Exodus 14. Why criest to me, Moses? Take the rod, representing the word of God, that's in your hand. You've got the ability to use it. Stretch that rod out over the water, and you divide the waters. Well, you say, well, Moses couldn't divide the waters. I can't make things happen. But obeying the word of God and putting faith into action activates the power of God to go to work. So that's what happened there. That's what happened in filling the water pots. In the book of James, chapter 1, in verse 22, he says, But be ye doers, there's that word again, be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know, sometimes people go to church and they'll say, Oh, wasn't that wonderful today? Oh, the preacher preached a wonderful sermon. That choir was magnificent. Wasn't this wonderful? I can't wait till we come back next Sunday for another service. Oh, it'll just be wonderful. And they go out and live just a normal life all week, just thinking, Well, I've, I've done my duty. I've went to church. I gave in the offering. I shook hands with people. I said hello, I did a few things, and so I've been to church. Now I'll go back and live my life and come back to church next week. But that's not the way we get the blessings and the promises of God to be activated in our life. We have to be doers of the word 
and not hearers only. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. Did you know that you have the authority on earth to not open a door to the devil? A lot of people have a lot of problems sometimes, but they're the one that's opening the door to the devil. They're saying all kind of negative things. They're, they're doubting. They're, they're in fear instead of faith. Uh, they're, they're believing a lot of negative things are going to happen. Uh, but the Bible says we're commanded, neither give place to the devil. Don't open the door. Don't give him a handle. Don't get anything that he can say that you have something that belongs to him. Fear belongs to him. Unbelief belongs to him. Worry belongs to him. Disobedience belongs to him. All kind of things belong to him. And the Lord wants it to be to where the devil has nothing in your eye. He doesn't have anything that belongs to him. We don't have anything in us that belongs to him. Neither give place to the devil. I want to look at a beautiful scripture here in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16 and verse 3. It says, Commit thy works um, unto the Lord, and thy thoughts um, shall be established. Uh, I want to read this now in the Amplified Version of the Bible. and we'll, I'll stop a little as I go through it here. Roll your works um, upon the Lord. That, that's a pretty big job, isn't it? Roll your works uh, upon the Lord. Commit uh, and trust them wholly to him. Once you do that, uh, it says he will cause your thoughts um, to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. How would you like to have those kind of results? You roll your works upon him and commit them wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. That may be where it takes a little doing, to actually commit and trust your works, your doings, your goings wholly unto him. But praise God when you do, you put a spiritual law into effect. And he, he will cause your thoughts to become, it may not happen instantly, but they will become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and prosper. Isn't that beautiful? I tell you, it's just wonderful to be able to take the word of God and be a doer of the word. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 6, um, you might not could fit into this verse, but you might know somebody that would. It says in the um, King James Version, it says, Be careful for nothing. I want to read that in the Amplified Bible. It says, Do not fret uh, or have any anxiety about anything. Now, notice he tells you to do that before you pray. In other words, that gets you in position. Quit fretting, quit murmuring, quit complaining, quit getting anxious, quit getting all in a dither about things. Fretting will just open the door for the enemy. But in every circumstance, 
And in everything, that just about covers it all, doesn't it? But in every circumstance, if you're not going to fret and you're not going to get anxious, then what are you going to do? But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and supplication, with definite request, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And, of course, it goes on down in verses 7 and 8 there. And then the peace of God, like a garrison, will surround your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, if we don't have peace, we can go right to this scripture and be a doer of the word and not a hearer only and put the word of God into effect. Sometimes the enemy wants us to think, well, I've went to church and went to church, and I've given the offering, I've given the offering. I've been at that church for so many years. I've done all these things, and I've got all these problems. And, you know, God is just not, it just seems like God is not, he's upset with me. He don't like me, or, or, or he likes so-and-so better, whatever it is. Um, no, it just comes right down to individually his children, us being a doer of the word, and not a hearer only. You know, there's so many things that we can think of um, to be a doer of the word. Um, in First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, casting all your care, that is your worry, your fear, your anxiety upon him, for he careth for you. Um, you know, sometimes God can do more with our problems if we will quit trying to work them all out ourselves. Um, you know, just trying to do things within our own ability and within our own strength. I want to look at a beautiful scripture here in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, chapter 23 and verse 22. But if, that's a big word there, isn't it? If, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice there we are again being a doer of the word if thou shalt who's going to do it you and i are going to do it praise god by the grace of god but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that i speak then he says i will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary to thine adversaries. Being a doer of the word puts God to work for you. That enemy might be sickness and disease. It might be fear. It might be poverty. It might be a lack of wisdom. It might be not knowing what to do about it, make a decision on something. There can be all kinds of enemies. But he says, if um, thou shalt obey his voice and and do all, being a doer, do all that I speak, he says. Do what the Word of God declares. Do what the Word of God says to do. Then he says, I will become an enemy. Praise God to your enemies. And I will become an adversary to your adversaries. It, 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 it is not a burden, but it pays to be a doer of the Word of God. And God would be an unjust God if there's anything that he asked us to do that we could not do. Now, some people have murmured for so long. Did you know that 80% of the plagues in the wilderness during that 40 years, 80% of the plagues that came on them there was because of murmuring? 
if you study that and look at them all. You can actually look in Dake's Bible in the back. It'll have all the plagues there. Eighty percent of those came on the children of Israel because of their murmuring and their complaining. You, you can't be in faith um, and murmur at the same time. You can't be in faith and fret and get... It, it doesn't mean you don't have a little normal anxiety that, you know, in your humanness you feel. But we're talking about anxiety that really gets you upset. You know, uh, I think it's Philippians 4.11. Uh, uh, he says, I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. And the Amplified is very good there. I've learned how to be satisfied to the point that I'm not upset. In other words, you have these things that come at you, but you make a decision. I'm going to commit my works and my ways and what my plans are unto the Lord. And he says, when you do and commit them wholly unto him, then he will cause your thoughts to come into agreement and be agreeable with his will and your plans shall be established and succeed. Every believer today wants to walk in victory. It's God's plan and his provision and his will to walk in victory on this earth. But And praise God, he has given us, it's like a road map, it's like the GPS, it's like whatever direction it is that you need. Psalms 119.105 says, his word is a lamp unto my feet, down at my feet to see where I'm going, and a light before my path. I think it's uh, another one is uh, maybe 119, 130. I'm not positive on that. He says, the entrance of thy word giveth light. You know, just to get in the word of God will give you light. You might be in the bathroom, you might be in the bedroom and need to get to the living room, but you might not have enough you might not have a living room light on, but you get a hall light. You get a little bit of light and it'll help you to get to the next thing. As you begin to obey the word of God that you know, then more light will come and more light will come and more light will come. So it's up but it's up to us to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Put the word of God into practice. Cast the cares upon him. Make up your mind. I'm going to quit fretting. I'm going to quit getting anxious. Uh, I'm not going to be afraid of sudden fear. Um, I'm going to put the word of God into practice. Um, and I tell you, with a sincere heart and you talking to God, he, he will bring his word to your remembrance. If you're missing it somewhere, he'll show you. Oh, I see. I, that, that's been, I've been letting that get to me and didn't even realize what I was doing. I've been worrying about that. Um, and, and worry is just really it's just unbelief. Um, fear and worry will just attract the devil and give him permission to work, just like faith gives God permission to work. Um, fear and faith work just the same way except opposite. Fear is the devil's faith. Uh, Faith is the way God works. God, through faith, can bring his grace into your life to cause you to be established and to be successful in every area of life. 
Praise God. Well, we've enjoyed being with you today, and we're going to stop the teaching right there. God bless you.